I feel like we can run the table. I really do. It just takes one. We get one under our belts. Things might start rolling for us, and we can run the table. Boom! Welcome to the Run the Table podcast preseason episode four. I can't count Manly. This is the podcast where we review and preview any happenings in the fantasy football space. We shine a special and accusatory light on our own personal league. Joining you today will be Aaron and myself, Benson. And due to an ongoing, <laughs> ongoing background investigation, <laughs> Bobby is off this week. So we are introducing our first guest, Riley. How are you today, Riley? I'm not too bad, thank you. Not too bad. This ongoing, this ongoing investigation, it's that, it's that, it's that <laughs> Ivy. <laughs> it's going to be a good podcast, I think. Oh God, I'm never going to get those uh, intros correct. Right, we'll, we'll move swiftly on to news. So Aaron, what do we think of Lamar Miller to the Pats? Underrated, I think. To start off with, I feel like all we do on this program, especially in the news section, is talk about the 49ers or the pack, uh, the pack Patriots. But yeah, I think it's a bit of an underrated move. Like, I just proves Sony Michelle is, is completely done. He is bloke as toast. There's news coming out that he's not going to start week one. <sighs> yeah, they haven't got anybody else to, to carry any form of a load. So I, I think it's just proof that Sony Michelle is, is toast. And personally, I'm not going anywhere near him. But that, in, for the Patriots, I think that's a pretty good signing. Saw a stat recently that said that, uh, according to PFF, from 2011 to 2018, he was like the fifth highest graded running back. So, you know, he, even though he wasn't strictly getting the carries in, in Miami, which I'm sure uh, Riley can attest to, he was still pretty good. And then, like, hit efficiency hit efficiency highs in 2018 for the, for the Texans and then completely spazzed both his ACL and his MCL. Poor bloke. I mean, verdicts out whether whether he'll be able to reach those levels of performance or not. I don't know, but well, he's always been a really really frustrating player, really, because he's always shown glimpses, and whether it is through injury or whether it's just from being on the Dolphins, which doesn't help any any player, especially running backs. We seem <laughs> to we seem to have a bit of a knack of taking uh, taking running backs high upside, and then absolutely ruining them not giving them the opportunities and then all of a sudden they'll go to they'll go to Kansas City and become a top uh, top pick in in the fancy draft with Damian Williams so it's just oh there's just a list there's just a list from Miami there and Kenyon Drake as well yeah and it's been it's been I suppose it's been a list a, a mixed bag of coaches and just yeah. odd odd and doesn't stop at running backs. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> I was wondering if there was any gays overlap. I don't know if he was part of the the Cullen when they actually like paid Sue to go away and all of these bad attitude players, um, who've again turned in some fairly decent performances for other teams, which probably makes sense. <laughs> Not, it's like, it is like gays to get rid of all talent on a team, which he's he's doing at the minute as well. <laughs> Let's make a repeat. What do we think of Jarvis Landry being activated? Oh, another one. Tonight? <laughs> another boy leaving the uh, leaving the team. I don't know. It's always just an odd one, isn't it? Because there was so much hype going into last year with a with the Browns' offense, and Baker was going to take take the next step. But yeah, it's it's just 
I, I imagine it's going to be like 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 the 49ers. It, it's you don't know. It could be it could be a massively good um, offense this year um, if Odell comes back to health as well. But yeah, I suppose it's a little bit little bit of a um, of a confusing one again. Maybe mm. they do a bit better without the hype train around them. Maybe if they can just relax into into it and grow into the offense because it, it it has seemed like the past few years that everyone's hyped. The Browns are, are going to be good again for the first time, and then it always seems to fade away, like you say. Maybe without the hype train, they can just see where it goes. Everybody loves an underdog. I think since Hard Knocks, like everyone's kind of loved them, whereas like previously they were a laughing stock and no one really gave a shit. But then they go on Hard Knocks, you kind of go in the camp a bit, and everyone's like, actually, mm, quite like the Browns. <laughs> uh, even though there's not, not much to like. I mean, fantasy implications, I think I think it's quite big because Odell Beckham's ADP is high. And, you know, you look at them just last year and, okay, it was Odell Beckham's first year. The offense was dysfunctional, but Juice out-targeted Beckham last year and outscored him in fantasy points. So I think, you know, if, if, he, if he was on the pub to start the season, it might have helped OBJ get off to a better start and then Juice might see a reduced target share. But as it stands, I feel like, more the same and and I again don't want to be touching those browns. I suppose it's going to be a question as well of what format you're playing in because obviously in a PPR league you're going to be more inclined to take juice a little bit higher. Um in your standard league when he's <laughs> when he's averaging what like 4 yards a <laughs> 4 yards a catch. Um maybe an exaggeration but um I, I don't know well, no, no. What was it? Nine, nine yards with with Miami that season, where he got over oh. he got over oh. 100, over a hundred catches and under a thousand yards. I think. <laughs> Fun fact: Jonathan Taylor averaged more than that in college. Oh God, he averaged more than ten yards a carry. Sorry, that is in, in college, which is just obscene. <laughs> um. But who's 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 who would have been or who is wide receiver three for the Browns? <laughs> Kareem Hunt, maybe. <laughs> yep, true. Austin Hooper, I think, and David and Joku. I've got a real strong sense that they're going to move to twelve personnel as well. So Fancy did quite a lot of that last year in in Minnesota. So that wouldn't surprise me if they did that. Fair enough. Um, what do we think of uh, Jarrett McKinnon making a comeback with the uh, the comments from you shit going around? <laughs> you, you shit. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm I'm making a conscious effort to mess up names now, just to just to watch your face. <laughs> now that the grease has flown. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. that maybe, maybe that could be a segment we could all purposely say people's names wrong and have a, bit of a laugh about it. But um, what, what was the question? Oh, Jet. I don't know. All this news is quite dour for me. Like it's all quite, it's all quite negative. It's, it's seemingly just proven to myself that these are teams that I just do not want to touch up a barge pole in fantasy. Like you boys, you boys are fine. If you like Raheem Mostert, crack on. I've got, I've got no interest because this just proves he's going to get none of the, none of the passing work. McKinnon was a guy that they signed after he had a pretty decent 2017 where he saw, I can't remember how many targets, but he had 50 catches, which is pretty solid for a running back. So, yeah, I mean, it's clear how they envisage using him. 
So it's clear then where the gap is in most of scoring. And he'll yeah, he'll drop down. Riley, you love a uh, you love a preseason running back boast, average running back boast. What do you what do you reckon? Oh, I just I think it's another it's it's another typical one. In insert generic running back. Um, looks brilliant in training camp, um, and then he flies up the ADP. You go and take him in like the third or fourth round, and he does absolutely naffle. I, I just I can't. Again, it's a bit like the Patriots backfield. I don't think I would want to touch any 49ers running backs because you just have no idea who's going to be playing, who's going to get the the targets and, and and the carries in in the game plans. Because obviously with Shanahan there. Um, mixing up offensive game plans week by week you could have a he could feature heavily in in one week and then next next week get like next to no carries so for me i kind of like Aaron um with a lot of these it's it's, it's almost like it's almost like lock, lockdown malaise really then <laughs> we've not really gone back into proper training camps and there's not a huge huge amount of news so we're we're having to uh we're having to get drip fed um Drip fed news Scraping about how great, yeah, how how good Jared McKinnick, McKinnick. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Jared, 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 Jared McKinnick, yeah, that's it, that's it. Jared McMillan, that's his twin. That's his twin brother. <laughs> the big three pieces of news this week that we've discussed realistically are not going to change much of our draft boards going into next week. Yeah. I am excited to see McKinnon back, though. I think he's like. Pretty pretty electric player, but I, I've got him. I've got him ranked at wide uh, running back fifty one. So I mean, there's probably not even enough room on our fourteen place rosters for that. So true. Any other news we want to discuss, or should we move on to the first mock draft? Oh, mock draft. I guess we're moving on. Ladies and gentlemen. All right, I'm viewing your screen. Cool, that's good. Is this like Inception? Yeah, it's fucking weird. Fucking weird, bro. You're weird, man. Back in the mix. Okay, so we are going to be doing our first fantasy mock draft. We're going to be doing it as a team. Is that right, fellas? Yeah. Yeah, boy. Talking out our decisions and doing them together. So is it 12 team? Have we gone 12 team? 12 team, PPR. Uh, I took off kickers because no one gives a shit uh, unless your name is Bobby and <laughs> loves a kicker. Good to go. Cool. So we are pick six. I suppose we, we are pick six. Yeah. I suppose that's a we... off the bat. That's a pretty pretty key question. Are we going to go? How, how much do we? How much do we hate that pick? Yeah, a lot. It's, it's got to be the consensus worst pick you could have. I don't know. I still hate going on the bend. On the bend. <laughs> On the bench, <laughs> I am tired. Uh, are we going zero running back? No. Well, it's PPR. Should we, should we give zero running back Let's a go? Oh, go on then. Are these are these randomised names like team names? Yeah, some of them are quite good. Yeah, crying, crying. Oh my Gronkowski is pretty poor. That's not great. <laughs> Green eggs and Hamler. <laughs> that one's wicked. Living Laviska Loca. That is brilliant. Right. So so we are picking a pick number six, as, as Benson mentioned. <laughs> Off the board already is uh, McCaffrey, Barkley, 
Michael Thomas, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, and then Dalvin Cook went at the number five. So we are kind of staring down. All the experts are saying Alvin Kamara and, and, and nobody else, really. There's Devontae Adams and, and Julio close by in terms of receiver. Obviously, Tyreek Hill as well. I suppose if we're sticking to our guns and going zero RB, it's going to have to Taking be Taking Adams. Get him in the bag. It depends what we want to do because there's there's often talk around draft strategies where people say your first few rounds just avoid risk, you know, because all of these players are pretty solid. So you kind of there's talk about saying take the least risky, and I I'd argue that Julio is less risky than Devonte Adams. Adams has had concussions and stuff, so but I'm happy to do whatever. Uh, let's make it interesting, go Adams. How are we going to know if it's interesting? Ooh, really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Kamara's gone. Clyde's Edwards Hilaire is going so high now. I'm not about that. Not about that life. He's got, I swear he's going higher than Williams was ever going as well. People are hyping him. Yeah, I think that's part of it. my problem with it. Like Williams wasn't that bad a running back, but now this is going to be tough because if, if we've got the choice here of going between the tight ends which I like to do if we're, if we're going this strategy in the middle of the second round. But Godwin is still on the board and is who the is being suggested right now. And that's a tough pick, I think. If we Let's say we pick a tight end next round, I might end up being like Mark Andrews, just having a look. If you look at the drop-off in points last year, there was about a 30-40 point drop-off between the best tight end and like the third tight end. Whereas Godwin would be the seventh wide receiver off the board, and then you maybe lose like five or six before the next round. Although a lot of running backs have gone, so yeah, I think the drop off is bigger in tight end. Yeah, absolutely. So take Kelsey. Yeah, I think so. I think the, the what you have to protect you yourself out as well. If if your receiver goes down in the second round, you've got a better chance of picking up someone off waivers who's going to do a job for you. But when you try go going to waivers for tight end. It's just just no point just writing off. You're not going anywhere. This was something that we discussed on a previous podcast, but I, I hope the waivers are going to be a little bit more forgiving this year with a smaller bench, but who knows. We'll see. Okay, so we're, we've got a running back. Where we've got a wide receiver. We've got a tight end. We're, so the top wide receivers left, uh, we're looking at DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, uh, Adam Phelan, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Calvin Ridley. I feel like AJ Brown's getting a little bit disrespected there, not being in the same tier as those guys. But I guess he didn't have many targets uh, receptions last year, so that's probably. Why. I suppose it's it's a bit of a risk of being a flash in the pan as well. Obviously, Tanner Hill's not been able to sustain that performance throughout his career. So, true, is he going to regress back to the mean a little bit in terms of his performance, and then AJ Brown's as well? Maybe we should pick another tight end. No, have, have we got super flex? <laughs> we have got we have got flex with tight ends in, but I'm not sure that's a good idea. I was going to say this. I mean, there's two ways we go. I mean, Lamar and Pat are already off the board, so any QBs we're going to be reaching on, right? I don't think there's anyone out there that it's worth. It's kind of going against everything that we've talked about in these podcasts, isn't it? If we reach for a quarterback, yeah. one quarterback. So it's, so it's what wide receivers are on the board that we uh, we feel like having a look at. So we've got DJ Moore, Thielen, Cooper, Woods. I think Thielen could be a bit of a bit of a monster this year. I know he's had kind of had a few injury problems last year, but he's lost Diggs out of the equation now. 
I'd say if you're taking him there as the tenth wide receiver off the board, though, you're you're taking him at his ceiling, really. Yeah. What do we think DJ Moore's going to do this year? Fumble it a lot like last year. <laughs> Was he on your team last year? No, I just seem to remember every every highlight seen of seeing him. He was fumbling the ball. Looking at looking at catches last year, he had eighty seven. Some of the other guys who were looking at like AJ Brown only had fifty. Robert Woods was up in the nineties. I don't get this Cooper Cup hype, especially not in PPR. And with golf, should we go with DJ Moore or Riley? Are you completely against that? No, I'm not completely against it. I think obviously he's got a lot of potential. Um, I suppose it's just just a bit of ball security. So I imagine he's 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 been going around carrying that ball like uh, like we used to have to do when we fumbled it in games. <laughs> I just I feel like he he and it is narrative street, and there's so much again like risk with that team. But that defense is terrible, and Teddy Bridgewater is a high completion percentage, like l- low like air yards kind of guy which fits dj Moore. he like you know he runs like he's a good runner of like slants and crosses and things like that so i think he, he'd be in for an uptake like he'd be better than last year i reckon yeah yeah, yeah i'd go for, go with that all right he's gone how are we liking our team so far then boys i don't hate it but i always get a little bit nervous <laughs> doing like a zero running back this will be uh, this will probably be the point where you've had quite a few drinks. Or oh, I'm I'm definitely talking <laughs> on my behalf at this point where I start looking at my board and thinking, oh god, what have I done? Already, yeah, usually by about the fourth or fifth round. <laughs> so, a point I want to make: if we're not taking if we're not taking a running back until round six at the earliest, yeah, we're going to be taking a QB at some point, right? Or are we taking four, four wide receivers? It would be a bold strategy to not play with a quarterback. <laughs> uh, what what <laughs> I mean is, is, we will do. Yes. is are are we going to wait until like round ten, or are we going to cash in and and see what's available over the next two rounds? So two quarterbacks have gone so far. It's round four. I like these guys will wait until the fifth or the sixth. I think I'd say I'd say we can wait and at least get. A running back before we start thinking about taking <laughs> So we're going wide receiver this round. Yeah, I think so. So, so looking at the guys that are available, like the top guys, we've got like Cop, Ridley, AJ Brown. So their their fantasy pros projected scores uh, like around two hundred and twenty points, whereas the running backs at this point are like two hundred. And it's like guys like Melvin Gordon. So I feel like people have been drafting running backs. So I think yeah, let's stick to our guns and get another wide receiver. Yeah. I like Ridley here, I think. Yeah, I was, I was drawn towards Ridley as well. I think AJ Brown is is a lot of value here, though. It, it, for me, it's probably a question of, are you going to draft it safe here, or do you go for the upside again? Yeah, I mean, who have we got so far in terms of receivers? We've got Adams and DJ Moore. I feel like DJ Moore is like a safe. He's got quite a high floor. Yeah, I think DJ Moore's safe. I think Adams, we pushed the boat out a little bit and Kelsey's obviously pretty safe as well. So I think push the boat out again. I, th- I think we go. We should go boom here. Yeah. The whole zero running back scenario is is a bit boom already, isn't it, to be honest? There's not more of a boom receiver than uh, AJ Brown. Let's get a bit of that Tennessee offense in there. Or, or should we say Calvin Ridley? I do like Calvin. Nah, AJ. 
Go with Let's the AJ. AJ Brown. Youth is on his side. He is only young, but he is a beast out there. A lot of wide receivers going off the board, so I think we've got our flex now, so it's probably time to pick a running back. Probably. I suppose to, to mark this moment of picking a running back, how would you rate your likelihood of actually going zero RB? I'd argue that with me picking first round, like first round kicker quite often that I've had to flirt with this idea <laughs> because wide receivers are often the best ones on the board, like a lot better than the running backs available. And it, it does feel like uh, <laughs> having no premier running back is, is a serious handicap. Um, at least in this sense, you've got Devonte Adams and stuff to weaken that blow rather than Justin Tucker. But I do feel like zero running back is just not a strategy I will ever, ever use. I guess the, the point of it is more running backs get injured more than wide receivers. They miss like what 1.5 more games a year than wide receivers do. So it's a lot easier to find boom guys in the lower rounds with running backs, um, whether mm-hmm. that be because of handcuffs or like, you know, crowded backfields or whatever. But that's the... That's the methodology. And because I was thinking about that, I wonder if maybe we should draft a quarterback first and do a proper zero running back strategy. I was just going to say, I I wouldn't mind taking Prescott or or Wilson here. I don't think it's the worst move we could could do. Yeah, I mean, we're we're staring down pretty much every quarterback that isn't Mahomes or Jackson. Well, we are. Like, who, who do you guys like out of Prescott, Wilson, Murray or Watson? I think the cow, uh, the cow, the Cowboys, the Cowboys offense is going to be uh, <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> oh, the Cowboys! Eh? Um, I no, an Aussie. Uh, I think the Cowboys offense is going to be good this year with with Prescott proving himself once again. They've got enough weapons, haven't they? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind a piece of it. And Wilson's just going to be solid as ever. So, like Wilson is probably, I think, the safer bet here, but. What do, you think, what do you think about Murray this year? He did he did start to improve towards the end of last year, but I feel like this is too high. When you've got those three guys around him who have proven that they're solid, like I wouldn't be taking Murray there. I'd go Watson over Murray. Watson has just lost Hopkins and had, and he has gone to Murray. If my first episode of this run the table is anything to go by, I, I'd have to pick Watson because I, th- I think, I honestly <laughs> think he, he might have a better fantasy year this year. And they've got a shocking defense, so he's going to have to throw the ball a lot. Yeah, and he looks up and he hasn't got Hopkins anymore, then he'll probably have to run himself. So it's that, it's that cheat code again with your running QB. True. But then Russell Wilson, I guess, is is banking on some progression. Yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm as high on Russell Wilson because I think their defense is going to be better this year, and like they just don't like running the ball, Seattle. So we're going Prescott. I think Prescott. He's got. It's got to be Prescott. It is. That offense is quite scary. They've got pieces all over the board, man. So what's our team going into the round six then? When we're going to pick our first? Let's have a quick breakdown. We've got Prescott at QB. We've got Devontae Adams, wide receiver one. Uh, DJ Moore, wide receiver two. Travis Kelsey as the fleck, as the tight end. And then AJ Brown as the flex option. Right. So now we're going to get down and dirty with our running back. We either draft a fourth wide receiver or we start getting running backs. I think this is the perfect time, actually, because 
I've just seen who's popped up as the top suggestion, uh, and it's David Montgomery. And I think he's like the perfect zero running back guy that you could get. He's he's the last really on this list that is going to have a serious amount of volume. volume. Like you could argue maybe Cam Akers or, or Raheem Mostert or Ronald Jones or Devin Singletary. But like I feel like David Montgomery is almost a lock to have, you know, like 250 carries. And I think mm. that's kind of that consistency that you want from a zero RB. I mean, the other ones on the board, you've got David Montgomery, Kareem Hunt, Singletary, um, most at Acres. Uh, yeah, I mean, James you're looking at <laughs> where, where <is laughs> from? James White is very high up, but I guess it's PPR. Yeah, I, I think Montgomery is the obvious option there. Uh, the only, I've I've just got a thing at the back of my head there about Kareem Hunt because what? and you want him. Yeah, in 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 the offense, obviously he's. He's going to be your your pass catching back, um, and if if Chubb went down, he would be a top ten RB. Mm. And at this at this point in the sixth round, I would be kicking myself if in let's say six weeks' time he ended up being in that position and we passed on him for David Montgomery in the Bears' offense. Mm. That is fair enough. I just I feel like what if Nick Chubb? I was going to say. If if Chubb stays healthy, you have uh, and proves himself, then you have just got an RB two as your first running back pick on the board, haven't you? Really? That's how I see it. And like an interesting stat with Montgomery, <laughs> the Bears scored like average seventeen points a game, and Montgomery still got seven touchdowns, which is kind of obscene, really, for a team that scores so little. Um, so I I feel like last year is like his absolute floor, which was one hundred and seventy points. And Kareem Hunt got 100 in half a season. So it's, uh, yeah, uh, it's tight. I guess it goes back to the question, doesn't it? That are we going to go a bit safe with our first running back pick just to make sure that we we are getting some points on the board? Or do we want to go risk again? Yeah, I mean, only team one who took McCaffrey hasn't taken a running back. So everyone until our next pick has either taken two or three running backs. So I I feel like those top guys might still be there because I was just eyeing Cam Akers there. Who could be in for almost? Who could be in for a starting role? I reckon we take Montgomery and see if Hunt falls. Yeah, I think it's two against one. Montgomery, it is. He could fall. He's gone. <laughs> a lot of wide receivers off the board. Will you marry me? Yes. Kiss from a Rosen came up as well, which I quite liked. <laughs> right, who've we got? Oh God, this is this is dire. <laughs> What, um, what do we think of uh, Ronald Jones, by the way? I've seen um, him creeping up, but I was keen to see what you would think. Shady's come out and said he's only there to kind of play the the brotherly figure to help out Ronald Jones, and it's his back, backfield. Mm. Yeah, and he's been working in the off-season, so he, yeah, he could be good. But he's, like, terrible in pass protection. He's, like, one of the worst running backs in the NFL at pass protection last year. And I feel like having Brady back there, he needs someone that can block for him. So, And he's not very good in the pass game. So I, I feel like his ceiling is capped. Like, yeah, he might do better than ADP, but he's not going to be an RB1. He's not going to win you a league. Mm. Okay. We've got DeAndre Swift on the board. We've got Cam Akers, James White, Tariq Cohen. And then you're down into Ronnie Jones, 
breeder. <laughs> so you're like in you're like in Cam Acres here, are you, Lindley? Yeah, I can't tell if I've still got the rose tinted glasses on from when uh, the Rams had you know the the back to back seasons with Gurley, and even last year, to be honest, um, they still weren't that bad. Gurley still managed a top fifteen finish, and they've clearly drafted Acres to be that guy. So. Yeah, I mean, it is a bit of a boom pick, but do a running back, baby. Yeah, and there's no way. I, I, I couldn't, couldn't take James White. Like I said before, no Patriots running backs for me, please. <laughs> he got a lot of PPR points last year, 200. That is quite a surprise. We're still no. kind of rookies at all of this, really, with PPR stuff. Well, what are we thinking then? Get Acres. I don't, I don't want the other two. Sorry, Riley, you don't get much say in that. So we've got... A pretty much a full roster now, so it's probably time to draft a defense, I guess. Henry mm. Rooks in the eighth. <laughs> Got off the board in the eighth round. That is mad. What positions are we looking at now? We don't want to double up on Bears running backs. We don't want a piece of James White. So, but they are all that's being suggested right now. This is just not nice. <laughs> so we're looking at the wide receivers. We're looking at. It would be like Jameson Crowder, Sterling Shepard, John Brown, that clear next tier of wide receivers. Emmanuel Sanders at New Orleans is an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. How do you feel about that? I don't know. I suppose he's 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 going to be running out the slot, isn't he? Mm. So, Breeze, he's not going to be pushing it down the field. So, he could be in for a lot of targets this year. He could, but like... Yeah, I feel like he'll take more off like Jared Cook and he'll probably take some off Michael Thomas. He's a good player, man. Yeah. He's still strong. Look at some of the running backs that are on the board. James White (laughs) still there. Tariq Cohen still there. Um, Breeder and Jordan Howard pose an interesting question because, again, one of those two is going to be a starter in Miami. Thunder and Lightning. Breeder's the the quickest quickest player he's claiming in the NFL. Wide receiver, uh, running back, he is the quickest. I don't like many there. <laughs> We've got to pick big upside, I think, with these. I mean, if you're talking big upside, you could go J.K. Dobbins and hope that he takes over after two or three games as a lead running back. But Tevin Coleman as well, I think, is is has got sneaky upside. Or you reach, reach, reach and take Latavius Murray and have a handcuff but that is he's probably going to be there next round right i would i wouldn't mind a handcuff on latavius if if you we haven't got the other side of the handcuff hey you want you wanted to you wanted to draft hunt man we that's like having a criminal without handcuffs <laughs> <laughs> do you think where did you put that vigilante yeah where did you put that criminal um what you had to you had to attach him to something else <laughs> Oh, I must have gone there. <laughs> um, Crowder. Yeah, I think we, I think we dodge in 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 an effort to stick to our zero running back strategy and the fact that there are zero running backs that we want on the board. I think we go wide receiver. But we're going boom. So we're not we're not going Jameson Crowder. Like he, we know what he's going to do. He's probably the best there. Go C D Lamb. I just don't like. I'd I'd debate going Darius Slayton if we're if we're really gonna go boom. Like Darius Slayton could could, could pop off and be like a top twenty wide receiver. I think. 
Chuck him in then. Let's go. This is a bit of a reach, and this is. He was probably going to be there next round, but. Yeah, that that would have been a smart thing to think about, wouldn't it? <laughs> if we're really going boom, let's get Mike Williams as well. Tyrod Taylor can't throw the ball very far, though. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Howard's still there in round nine. Howard, carry on, Johnson. Carry on my way, Johnson. Tevin Coleman. Some... I reckon. I reckon we get the the Dolphins expert in the house to give us his opinion on on Howard. What do we reckon, I, right? I've told you about Dolphins running backs. I just I just wouldn't bother. What no part? <laughs> we, we had we had Kenyon Drake, who could have had an unbelievable upside, but we just didn't use him. Who are we going for here then? I mean, Carry on Johnson has has the chance to be again the lead in that backfield. They're going to be more of a one A and one B. It's just whether you are banking on uh, the, the, the Lions actually having a decent running attack, which is probably saying a lot. I I I, th- I think we've got to go Jordan Howard here. He's he's except for last season, he's never been outside top fifteen running backs. Like he is good, can't catch though. Yeah, I suppose Breeders is. Brittle as a biscuit as well, and me. So there's a good chance that it, he's going to be the only uh, only option in there, really. Yeah, I don't like it, but other oh, guys, I guess we could go Latavius Murray, Duke Johnson, big upside, Keyshawn Vaughn, maybe in in Tampa, Daryl Henderson, who might even have the starting role. He would be a hand. He would be an actual handcuff to Cam Akers. But I I'd vote Jordan Howard. Let's go. Oh, there's a Dalek on the line. <laughs> right. Coleman's off the board. Gibson's off the board. Judy. Someone took Gronkowski. Okay. What do we got? Oh, my boy, Preston. Wide receivers. We're looking at Preston Williams, Jalen Rager, um, Justin Jefferson, Nicole Hardman there. The cuts are kind of tier we're looking at. Brandon Ayuk is down there as well. Adam Lazard. What do we think of Lazard? I mean, he's he's going to be there in a few rounds if we actually want him. But I, f- I feel like a receiver who you praise uh, for their blocking and for their you know their their mentality that they bring. They're probably not a great wide great wide receiver. So you can pick him a bit like Hardman if we're talking about upside. True. I think we go Murray here, Latavius. You've been harping on about Latavius Murray for a while, <laughs> so let's do that. Get, get our handcuff. <laughs> and we've got to find Camara in midseason. <laughs> Hines just went, which is which is a good pick, I think, at eleven oh five. Fantasy Pros is telling me that Adrian Peterson is on fire <laughs> <laughs> in PPR as well. <laughs> right, the the top the top running backs at the minute are Adrian Peterson, Boston Scott, Chase Edmonds, and Justin Jackson. So I think we should move away from running back. We got four now, right? Yeah, I got plenty. So looking at wide receiver and Jalen Rager is the top, which is he's shouting at me. I think we should probably take. I him. was going to say you've been banging on about how Philly are going to have to throw to somebody. Maybe maybe this is your man. Same argument with Justin Jefferson, I guess, just less pass volume there. But yeah, I'm, I'm happy with Jalen. I'm happy with Jalen. Right, he's gone. Um, he's gone. That trigger. Darius Guise went. Guise has gone. <laughs> <laughs> Do we look at getting back up tight ends or not really? Uh, we haven't got a QB yet. Yeah, we have. We got Prescott. 
Oh yeah, we did. Sorry. Watch out for <laughs> that, Pascal. Sorry, that's that's another eight rounds of drinks. <laughs> I am doubling down and saying that we don't need a. I don't think we need another tight end. Well, we've got we have got the top tight end and one of the top quarterbacks, so probably that would make sense. Let's right swing. I think swing for the fences. Wide receivers now. Yep. Um, da, 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 da. We're looking at like Miko Hartman, Justin Jefferson, Robbie Anderson, Nikhil Harry, Brandon Ayuk. See, I had Miko last year and he was sporadic at best, but there are rumors that he could be getting more volume this year alongside Tyreek. In round 12, sporadic at best is is absolutely fine though isn't it if you play the matchup with with Hardman in your team with yeah. everything that's going on at the moment if you come up against the Pats D then you, you're there's, there's no secondary to throw against um, it's it, it is just a complete boom or bust it's like having uh, Deshaun Jackson my old friend um, <laughs> and, I, and because of that, we are getting Michael Hardman. Yeah, <laughs> anything to keep you pissed off. That'd be. <laughs> I was going to say as well. It's, it's probably better to have a piece of the KC offense than it is the Vikings. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that in theory. Until you know, you start realizing like how many guys and how many targets are off the board when like Sammy Watkins, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Edwards Blair. He's legitimately the fifth option in that offense. Yeah, they're great, but he's the fifth option versus like the second or the third option in Minnesota. That's my argument. I think I just don't like Kansas City. <laughs> Which is understandable. Anyway, Justin Jefferson came back around. Is this our last pick, it's saying? No, we might actually because it's um, we didn't have a kicker. So maybe it's time to draft a defense. Benson, this is your territory, isn't it? You like defenses. I mean, it's suggesting who have we got? The Bears, KC, Saints, Vikings. Bears being the the obvious option, but in my fantasy research, I found that KC actually were in the top five the last three years, I think. Um, so that quite a safe bet. But the Bears are also up there as well. So I'm I'm happy with either of those options. When did the Eagles go? Philadelphia Eagles are still there. The Eagles are a really interesting one if you look at their. If you look at their schedule. Yeah, it's quite easy to start, isn't it? Yeah, like the first six or seven weeks are an absolute cakewalk. Then at that point, that's when you get into the week week by week, just streaming of defences. Because at the end of the day, with defences, it's always just a, a bit of a gamble, isn't it, really? You never really know what's going to happen. I like that. That was very eloquently put. So we're going to take the Eagles with our last pick, round out our team, which... Get a B plus by Fantasy Pro's grade and metric. <laughs> Look at those running backs. <laughs> we ended with uh, Dak Prescott, David Montgomery, Cam Akers, Devontae Adams, DJ Moore, Travis Kelsey, AJ Brown in the flex, and Philadelphia Eagles. With <laughs> oh, that's that bench. With, with some high upside bench players in Slayton, Jordan Howard, Latavius Murray, Jalen <laughs> Rager, and Miko Harden. So it, it's not it's not actually as bad as I thought it was going to be. Uh, happy with the B plus though. It's fair for zero running back. Yeah, I think we did we did the best with, with what we had. If we've learned anything, it's don't go zero RBs. Yeah, it's horrible. It is horrible. Right. 
Or if any of our uh, league mates are listening, definitely go zero RB. <laughs> Shall we move on to some question times to round off this wonderful podcast? Let's do it. Boom. Okay. First question up is <laughs> is a question from the metaphorical ant. <laughs> How many drafts should one do? How many? Oh, sorry. How many mock drafts? You should you should do one draft. <laughs> How many mock drafts should one do? How many have we done so far, gentlemen? I think I've done about. I think I'm on about twenty. Considering I'm unemployed, that that's a that's a low number. <laughs> that's very low. I'm going to beat you on that one. I've done one more draft, and it's just been on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You go it here first. One is all you need. It was one. The answer was one. Um, I've done. I reckon anywhere between five to ten i think as bobby said previously like just greasing the uh the metaphorical screws in your brain and getting used to how (laughs) how draft works i think is is good and looking at how teams i mean doing stuff like zero rb is interesting as well yeah i think that's a big thing trying different strategies and picking from different positions and like once you've kind of done all that it's just i think i'm saying this it's a bit um lovers in the eye of the beholder like that's you know how, how many you should do and, and kind of similar to love as well this is my little analogy kind of you know you know you know you're in love when you've got it like you'll know you'll know when you've done enough mock drafts you'll think yeah i'm i'm pretty confident you'll be feeling yourself a bit and that's it that's that's when it's time to just give it in that's what you do you when you haven't found but love erin that was it <laughs> feeling yourself <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, with my mock drafts, it's more finding out what I hate than than what I like. Like, if I get to the end of the draft and get, what the fuck did I do? That is when I know I don't do that again. And I slowly look at players I don't like taking over and over again. That is a great strategy for finding love as well. <laughs> <laughs> well I will not do I... that again. <laughs> Find out what you hate and then avoid that. <laughs> I, I i suppose i've got a bit of an interesting one really because i know we it's been touched on in previous podcasts around what some of our forfeits are and um, my forfeit is being teamed with another person in the league <laughs> the, the perennial uh joint team owner so how yeah. the hell how the hell am i apart from if i jump on a um jump on a zoom call with him to draft together i suppose that we could do that but do I just pick a random person off the street and just ask them to come in, come and alternate picks with me? I feel like, considering who it is that you're dra- <laughs> drafting and or teaming with, they would probably have more knowledge if you picked a random person off the street. I'll get I'll get the wife to come in, help me out. Yeah, for sure, that for, that will. I mean, she's got a modicum of sense; like she will be better than drafted for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next question. Um, what does it feel like to be a champ? And I guess... Did you send this question with, in, Riley? With Riley... It wasn't me. It wasn't me. <laughs> Riley oh, planted the question. It's pretty good timing, wasn't it? Has any, does anyone actually know where Bobby is? Hey, eh? <laughs> It's on probation. 
Am I the only one on the podcast who has been a champion of the league? Yes. Well, that's why we think you planted the question. I think that's... Uh... Um, what does it feel? What does it feel like? Um, this year, a little bit anticlimactic. Um, it would have helped if, if Theo would have given me the trophy when he promised me um, it back before lockdown. Um, so I've still not got it. It's 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 just it's just great to be part of an exclusive club, really. <laughs> That's all, all I can say. Um, it, obviously, we usually have the pleasure of organising draft, um, which is exciting. But again, lockdown has kind of really, really, really laid uh, laid rest to a lot of the enjoyment and sucked it out well and truly. Um, I think I was saying to Aaron before that I've got I, I've. I've I've messaged about twenty five different locations and got two two responses back. So it's a good hit rate. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not 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 great, but um, that's that's very similar to Brady's Russian attempts to touchdowns in <laughs> uh, in, in, in two thousand and eight. People, so just I, I, a key stat there. So so I suppose to round off the question, um, it. it I, I probably should say that it's changed my life, but it really hasn't. <laughs> so it's all for nothing. This podcast is completely pointless. Well, once again, carrying on with the uh, love analogies there. <laughs> uh, okay, that we'll swiftly move on because I don't think me and Aaron are going to be able to input much there. So final question. What is your drink of choice for draft? Well, 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 well. I like this question, um, and this is this came in from at Drownload, <laughs> which is also an interesting name. I, I'd be intrigued where they got that from. But yeah, I've been. I've, I mean, personally speaking from experience, I've been known to drink a few different you know beverages at draft, and, and often it actually changes as I move through the draft. But um, Aguardiente, which directly translates <laughs> to uh, water fire or. or <laughs> Or fire water uh, was was probably my favourite, uh, which I describe as a blend between uh, tequila and vodka. It comes with um, like little bits of plastic in as well, doesn't it? Does it? What like Goldschlager to cut your throat? <laughs> that didn't scan. No, uh, Drownload. I believe it was Drownload. Smashed the bottle when you brought it over last time, so everybody was uh, taking shots and spitting plastic out. <laughs> yeah. What about you, boys? It it just depends what 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 time we end up drafting. Um, I suppose our peak our peak time is usually what about five six o'clock on the Saturday. Is that when we start, or is it a little no, bit later? Yeah, yeah, it's probably about that. So I suppose we're 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 on that uh, on on that, on that cusp of do you go from uh, do you go from the beers to the spirits? And obviously, I think I I might be I might be on the run by this point this year. No, with the Kraken. The Kraken. The Kraken. Are we seeing um, Rum, Raisin, Riley come out? I'm excited. Rum Dog Millionaire. That's what There's, I'll be. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way you're going to repeat if that's the case. <laughs> Less, I'll, go, I'll go with that one. That's what I'll be on. Straight. Straight Kraken. Love it. Um, and, and for myself, to end on myself, I mean, you guys know me. I will, I will drink whatever is thrown my way. So... Is not much, but I was enjoying the ale we had last year, the local local Tembe ale. That was good. 
Mm. Um, I think if it's a Saturday and, you know, we've already had a few beers or maybe we're feeling a bit hungover, a good espresso martini to kick things off is, uh, is always good. Oh, that's uh, that's a great idea. We could set up a cocktail table. Oh, that's Not that always ends great with cocktails. us. We love the cocktails, especially with you making them. I am, I don't think, I am the king. I don't think anybody would trust you pre-draft to make them a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here you go. Here's uh, your Long Island iced tea. <laughs> your Long Island iced tea. <laughs> There's a long of spirits in there. Maybe it could be a different, different drink per round. Ah, oh, yeah, it's a great idea. The head drink around. I like the idea. next day. So, are we planning on drafting on Friday? I think probably this Saturday. Yeah, so we, think... we normally do it on the Friday, don't we? No. Yeah. We, yeah, we do. Well, no. we didn't for we didn't for Tolos. I've been to two. I think we didn't for Tolos, but we did last year. We didn't in Blackpool. We didn't in Blackpool. You're right. We 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 have done on the Friday ever since then. What the one in the one in Wales? I can't remember. To- Toby, no, no, first first night in in. Well, we can definitely cut this out because this is this is completely. <laughs> um, we did we did the um, beer pong on the first night, and then we did it after um, the oh yeah paintballing. Fair enough. Um, well, Saturday it's been it. Yeah, maybe Saturday it is then. Oh, it's just so they can fit fit the activities in. Uh, Bring it back. Yeah. Okay, so league exclusive draft will be held. On Saturday night, which Holy I don't mind. I don't smokes. mind. My thing with that is it it hangs over your head for the whole weekend. I like to get it out <laughs> of the way, man. This is, really we don't like fantasy football. We're just there to to meet up with me, <laughs> have a drink, and with that, I think we will end this podcast. Any anybody want to add in anything else before we sign off? Uh, just Bobby's a bitch. Bobby's a bitch as always. Bitch of the year. Bitch forever. Yeah, always. Forever immortalized. Nothing much. Um, I think it'd be interesting to save save any more uh, th- any more mock drafts we do on this one, and kind of see at the end of the season how they all performed. Yeah, good. Team Team I'm RTT baby. See if the B plus stacks up at the end of the year when David Montgomery and Jordan Howard are leading the line. Heard of you. Perfect. And thank you uh, for being our first guest star, Riley. Not a problem. With that. We will say peace. 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 Peace.